0: I'm Shannon. And I'm Sierra. And we've been best friends for the past eight eight years. years. Has this ever happened to you? Some well intended individual inquires. How are you? But instead of being your sounding board, they end up just sounding sounding board. board. Well, we're here to lend an ear as our guests unpack their hopes
1: and fears. So
0: come join us in a space where vulnerability is strength and humor is healing. While we genuinely inquire, how are you feeling? feeling? And what's been, what's been storming your brain? 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 What has been storming your
1: What's been your brain? Brainstorming the podcast. <laughs> He, he, he,
0: the, rest, Shannon. the rest of the season is just slow. We're not even going to say hi to each other. <laughs> he, 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 he. Uh-huh. <laughs> just weird, like oh, laughs. Yeah. Some people have dance reels. Some people have acting reels. We have laugh left, reels. Ra- laugh reels. Laugh reels. Some people have Instagram reels. Not me.
1: No, sir, and ma'am.
0: <laughs> and gender and non specific greetings. The, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So I have a little fun New York story for you that I, oh God. I wanted me. to share on mic because I wanted to see your, the shock and awe. So I was at the barbershop uh, managing and I was sitting outside with a couple of my coworkers um, catching up and we, I'm down in like the Flatiron District. Mm-hmm. So a good mix of like folks who work down there tourists randos walking yes. around and a individual was across the street from us and um my co-worker was like oh oh man they have their skirt tucked up oh their their ass is out Uh-oh. they maybe they don't know and my other coworker goes, oh yeah, maybe they don't know. And the front of their skirt was like fully down. Fine, fine.
1: Like a long skirt? Long like skirt. Like a maxi?
0: Yes, maxi, maxi. And it was almost like a reverse, you know, those high-low dresses? Yeah, but it was it, backwards. <laughs> it was backwards. And then we're like, oh, maybe he do- Maybe they don't know. Oh, oh no, they know. And they what? started fully massaging their ass on the street. No. Walking, walking, feeling themselves, <gasps> feeling themselves. And we were like- Oh, this is the most New York moment. At least a couple blocks was just like strutting their stuff, <gasps> massaging their sweet ass. No. How much money would you need to be paid to do that?
1: Well, that's a good question. I'll be honest, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. I mean, I want good money, yeah. so you have a good ass. I'll, I'll put like I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like a hundred, 500,
0: right, send that Venmo. No, I I'll do it. Okay. It was just very, it was such a New York moment and they were so comfortable with themselves hmm. and just fully, you know, maybe not, maybe not all there, you know, uh, um, the skirt definitely wasn't all there. So, okay. um, but my coworker was like, I, I lost my train of thought. My coworker was like, and then we just
1: freeze. And then that's it.
0: And a fuck. Um, he, he said, I don't think it's illegal now in New York, at least to have your booty out or, oh, your, or your titties boobies
1: out. are not. No, I've been in central park and I've seen a gaggle
0: of nips of nippies. Yeah. Isn't that wild? And yeah. I realized it wasn't, wasn't illegal anymore.
1: I didn't know about the butt, Maybe, <laughs> but Hey, I
0: didn't know about, the I butt. didn't
1: know about the butt. You know what I did see, which is not at all the same, huh. but sort of in the same vein. And I wonder if you've seen this before too, because hmm. it's now something that's come up like a couple of times that I've seen, which is grown middle-aged men okay, um, with their shirts up in this summer heat, rubbing their Buddhas, rubbing those Buddha bellies, uh-uh. like but like fully up, like like, not just, like, I got a little itch on my little tum. <laughs> like, a full, hello world. Coconut I'm bottle. just gonna
0: oh, let it out. Um, Haven't seen it. Want to oh, see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you will. Uh, there was a whole, like, New York Times article on, like, Whoa! People are really dressing skimpy this summer after COVID. Like mm. the whole thing was like people really wanted to show their bodies after COVID. Like that was the take, and I was mm. like, "It's fucking hot here." Like it's just
1: fucking hot and thing. humid, man.
0: Maybe they do want to show their bodies off, but I don't think that's their first intention. No. It's just like I think least. it's
1: also just summertime, bro.
0: Bro, that's listen, what I bro.
1: To the fucking summertime, man. Bro, fuck.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> There's such a thing as summertime sadness. I got
1: that summertime, summertime right That was a
0: setup for you because you knew <laughs> I went jumping. My. Our guest today uh, brings me uh, seasonal uh, joy. Oh. <laughs> not even summertime happiness. Seasonally. Every single season for over half of my life at this point, I've known them.
1: Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. a long time. You're fucking old. <laughs>
0: She's probably see me with my booty out i don't know hey and she's probably said mom she probably just wants it out um, that's the
1: kind of friend she is huh? mm-hmm.
0: we met because our brothers were friends and i will need to ask her because i don't remember how they even became friends oh. when they were little i don't remember little <laughs> they were little Lit. but they weren't like babies oh. um but we bonded over lizzie mcguire that's <sighs> like the bottom line <laughs> i'm
1: curious to ask them what they think about our mm-hmm. cover art <laughs> oh <yeah. laughs> lizzie mcguire
0: uh yes yeah. but she's oh. been a she has been a support for me since i was in like third grade mm-hmm. you know and has influenced the music i listen to i have great stories about that oh. we did shows together in high school i was in her beautiful beautiful wedding yeah. and already getting emotional, <laughs> but she is, she's a sister to me, you know, I, I've grown up with her and we've become young women together. And, and I, I, you know, share. She was one of the first people that I shared this podcast with. I think she reviewed our questions. I don't think I know. I sent her our questions and I said, what do you think of this format? What do you think of mash? What do you know? And she was like, yes, 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 yes. That's all she wrote the email. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And I forwarded it to you and I said, all right, let's get her on the pod, but let's wait till episode 18. Did I not? You said it from day one. Guess who it is?
1: Hillary Duff. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> we bonded over Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> she she hey. was on set. Yeah. <laughs> Close. It's Hillary Duff's favorite person oh. who's not a celebrity. Oh. Annie Reyes. Hello.
2: Hey. Ciao, Bella. Hi.
1: <laughs> I'm so, so happy to be here. Yeah. So my
0: like first memory is I think. Henry your brother was over having a play date with my brother and you came to pick him up with your mom and I think my mom brought me out and I was like third grade I'm pretty sure brought me out to be like this is Annie and I think we were like you were like do you like Lizzie McGuire am I remembering (laughs) that's like where that's absolutely
2: what I remember yep (laughs) our brothers were friends they um we had a kind of a unique elementary school with fourth, fifth and sixth graders and kind of a small mm-hmm. setting. And mm-hmm. so older and younger kids were friends. Um, and that was what happened with our brothers. And so through that, um, yeah, got, came over to pick up my brother, asked you if you liked Liz McGuire and the rest was history. I think
0: Yeah, it sure was. Um, uh, so I have this memory. So we had our first, like, you know, crucial moment, our origin story. And I remember, uh once you and Sean because you're the same age as my brother and I'm a year Mm -hmm. younger than your brother so we're all fairly close in age we live like three minutes apart uh and they had they had graduated to middle school and I remember Henry coming up to me on the playground and being like hey can you tell your brother I say hi just like so professional about just like I need him to know that i I say hi <laughs> <'Cause> Remember, <Yeah. laughs> Older kids saying hi to me What up I'm gonna go play tetherball <laughs> um, Yeah so we bonded over Lizzie McGuire I feel like we watched the movie together That feels Oh familiar. hundreds of
2: times My like first memory of watching you though Was um, when we were in high school When I could drive And we went mm. to In-N-Out Which was a trek at the time And right? listened to the Lizzie McGuire soundtrack On the way there and back <laughs> And then watched the movie two times in a row <laughs>
0: And we really loved the song, You Make Me Feel Like a Star by, was it the, the Bow Sisters or something, yeah. right? <laughs> you make me feel
1: like, like a star. star. Oh, oh baby, baby you say, say, baby, say baby say
0: Just, just the way you are. <laughs> so we... A horrible song. <laughs> <laughs> a horrible song, lyrically really stressful. Yeah. And we did a whole music video to that <gasps> in her home. It was just in your home, as was yeah. I'm pretty I sure. I wanna see it. So dude, we'll we made it. it
2: on Photo Booth on like an old Mac. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wanna see this. I have it somewhere. It's somewhere, somewhere on some computer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so that's we, amazing. Yeah, it was beautiful. And then I don't remember what a, you know, what's time? Time's a construct. I don't remember what age we started doing this. But we were also in the neighborhood kids play association. Yes, which was yes, we were just what it sounds like. Um, it was like a group of maybe ten of us at most, yeah. led by like, ten max. Yeah, at most. Um, neighborhood kids who would put on these plays during the summer in our friend Jana's garage. So she was like the head of it. She would either like take fairy tales um, or different stories and like transpose them into scripts, right?
2: What?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. And then we would like make all the costumes and the mm-hmm. sets out of cardboard <gasps> and make snacks and drinks and perform for our neighbors one day at the end of summer. It was so
1: cute.
0: It was so cute. We go, you know, drop off little invites to people's houses. You lived on a cul-de-sac, right? Um, or no, I, you know what? This is hard to talk about. That oh. no, I don't. It. Um, there's a cul de sac nearby. You can mm. see one from my house. Is that helpful?
1: No. Now I'm remembering, mm. but it. But I, I'm. i I can picture the sort of like neighborhood. It's got those vibes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, it, it's warm, like a cul. It's like mm-hmm. a hug. It's like warm, a cul-de-sac. like a cul de sac. <laughs> I lived on a cul de sac, is why oh. I asked mm-hmm. because okay. we. But but see, we didn't have this. It was me and my neighbors, Dominique. Her older brother, Devion, and their baby sister, Deja. See names? Yes, yes. And me and my brother, who was little at the time, and like Dominique was a cheerleader at her elementary school and would just teach me the cheers. And I had like a, a Barbie- uh cheer costume that I had worn for Halloween and it was a little too snug because it was old and so she would teach them to me and my mom had I found these literally like a couple of months ago my mom would film us and it was Dominique like doing her cheers and me just like looking at her trying to like copy her
0: I bet you look so cute (laughs) yeah it was silly. <laughs> it was silly for sure. But this, this is this had like structure, very professional. Yes, yes, and yes. like a clear memory that's coming to me right now is the like powder lemonade, the jugs. <laughs> <I had>. Oh,
1: <laughs> what are
0: I <they> talking about? <laughs> Just like that was really yep. good for me. That yes, was big. It was like yeah. a new level of freedom for me as a young, like a as Aww. a child, and. And we would do all nighters. That was really big. After that was our cast party. Was we would stay up all night and we would play hide and go seek in the neighborhood. Right, (gasps) so fun.
2: Yes, so fun in our neighbors' yards. Who knows if they were okay with that? We did the same thing.
0: We would get in trouble. (laughs) Get out of my yard. People were matched up. There were some like fake weddings. If I'm not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What? Wait. That's a joke.
0: Don't get into it. No (laughs) one. guess like I, I don't know. Who I'm you a married
2: are. woman, okay. we can't get into my past marriages. All
0: right? <laughs> I guess I was in more than one of your weddings the other day. <laughs> but you were you were present and we were present with each other at like such an important integral part of our our development and our ability to have fun and creative joy from such a young age surrounded by like-minded
2: kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was such a really cool thing. And I think I was at that point of my like cusp of teenagers where it could have been not cool Mm. for me to do this kind of stuff, but by being surrounded by the like-minded and the fun and the people of all ages, I was really able to like express myself and do things that I don't know if I would have done without this group. So that's pretty
0: cool. That's so true. It was just like pure joy. And then I was a little baby freshman when Annie was a senior. Oh, So yeah, yeah. we had the best year. (laughs) We had the best year and her like present to me for my like first year she made me i'm i think it was six i think it was six different mixtapes mix cds of all the best fucking music ben folds joshua rate like she set me up oh my god and really not and this is not a that thing you like influenced my taste in music in the best most beautiful way I was oh, listening what? to Guster today like just throwing it back
2: oh my gosh yeah. that's so cool yeah it's <laughs> wild to think that like you know I thought right? I was just making you mix CD because you're joining high school and that'd be fun it's really neat that that made such an impact on you
0: yeah Aww. and we would just like go on long drives and vent to each other mm-hmm. and sing really fucking loud yeah 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 just like yeah. so important Yeah.
2: Yeah. We had a lot of good developmental time in that one year of high school. We really grew a lot emotionally.
1: I agree. I agree. And didn't you do a show? Did you do a show together
0: in high school? We did. It was um, Servant of Two Masters. Yeah.
2: (gasps) Servant of Two Masters. Yeah. We did Comedia del Arte, which was so amazing.
0: Yeah. What's your like memory of that?
2: Oh my gosh, I have so many memories. I felt very underprepared. I felt like I had been missing. I was, I played Smeraldina. So and did I, I, very- I oh, yes.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. Smeraldina gang. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> and they had me in this like blue March Simpson wig and these crazy oh. colors and like, all this stuff. And I, you know, everyone else was in the masks and I was just in the heavy makeup and I kind of felt a little bit out of place that I didn't quite know sometimes what my actual role in it was. I felt like the mask was such a helpful tool where then I'd talk to you and you'd be like, I hate this mask. Like, I don't know what to do with this thing. So um, I thought it was a really interesting, like creative endeavor that we got to do. I don't think I ever would have got to experience anything like it, or I would have even enjoyed theater like it without being in something like that. Um, yeah, what a unique like, thing that our high school was like. Here's a mask, go for it. Comedia, yeah, comedia. Yeah.
0: yeah, I was watching The Amazing Race uh, a couple of months ago, and they went to Italy, and they had a Comedia dell'arte thing they had to do, and they had to make the mask. They were all stressed the fuck out. And oh was my like, gosh! Oh, cool. And like, there's actors walking around. I was like, what a cool gig for those yes. actors. <laughs> just, like, wow, watch these stressed out white people. Um, yeah, <laughs> <just> freaking, <laughs> freaking out. And you were in high school. The choir as well. Yes, I did the high school
2: choir too. Yeah, I did choir for all four years of high school and I did theater kind of just my last year. Yeah, mostly because of you.
0: And that's how you met your husband.
2: (laughs) That choir is indeed how I met my husband. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he joined the senior year and didn't have many friends and he was kind of friends with my brother at the time too. So my brother was like, hey, friend, sister, (laughs) you're in class together. And Mm Also, the rest was history.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but like because you were you surrounded yourself. You're you are, I don't even know if I like the word outgoing, Mm. but you're very personable. Mm. And you we had such a loving and supportive friend group that all kind of got each other's humor. I, it's interesting that you're saying like you didn't feel prepared in that Comedia role, you know, that's so yeah. interesting to me. And I'm wondering, like, as you went into college and started like, you know, we would always joke like, well, Annie, like my brother, I'd be like, well, Annie's getting like, a, like a job, job, you know, after mm-hmm. college, like, she has a degree degree and she's going to get a job <laughs> job. And that was also like a fucked way that society looks at like young performers too. They're mm. like, well, that's not a sustainable career for you, right. you know, but you mm. always made us feel like it was legit. And I'm just, I guess I'm having a, <clears throat> a roundabout way of being like, do you feel like those experiences like that last year transitioned into your like corporate world? Like in terms of, do you feel like you're still able to hold on to those creative joys Or has that translated into different things? Like I know you and Goose had like a membership to, is it a membership? To go see like a season of plays, right? And SF. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a question? Who knows? I guess it's like (laughs) a roundabout way of being like, do you feel like our experiences as young children having performing and having fun with it has translated into your adult life? That's the question good luck answering. <laughs> that is a
2: great question and there's a couple I think it's a it, I'll have a roundabout answer too Beautiful. um so when I did sort of transition out of high school and into college and got in that mindset of like I'm gonna graduate and get a grown-up job mm-hmm. I had a period of time where I felt like I had to mourn the creative part of myself of like oh. I'm not gonna sing anymore I'm not gonna act anymore I'm not gonna do these things anymore I'm gonna go and get a grown-up job and do that and we'll have to try and find creative things in other places. Mm. As I've become an adult and been in a couple of different jobs, I've come to learn that that isn't true at all. Mm. And that you still are everything that you were and everything that you're passionate about. You just kind of take on this other role of being an adult and having that type of job. But I've found too, that These creative things that we did as children, these like switching of roles and wearing different hats and allowing yourself to kind of be a different person for a little bit Mm -hmm. have absolutely played into the corporate life because with corporate jobs, you know, sometimes dynamics are a little different. Um, You got to play the game sometimes to fit in and um with my current job now, as I'm testing software, I'm constantly thinking about different users and how they might be using uh, something. So I play a little acting game in my head all the time where I'm Hmm. like, I am this person using the software in this way. And I'm very frustrated because of this reason. And so I'm going to click this button 8,000 times and see if it breaks. Hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, putting myself in someone else's shoes Hmm. is now a daily part of my job. And I never would have considered that to be like creative right. in any way yeah. um, before this, but I, it kind of elicits that same feeling for me of t- looking within yourself, finding a problem, examining what you can do with what you have on the inside and then kind of presenting that externally. Does that I make love sense? That. Yeah.
0: It, does. it does. I had a coworker recently be like, and this comes up a lot with like act- people think that acting is lying. So they'll be like, hmm. I would have made a great law. Uh, I would have made a great actor. I'm so good at lying. Oh. And I find that to be the opposite. Like you have to be the most truthful hmm. as an actor, as a creative person, same thing. in, like you said, with that problem solving, you have to be the most truthful in those moments. Same thing with like, when you were doing recruiting, you have to be the most truthful, the most present and the most I don't know if genuine is the right word, but be exactly where you are in that moment with that person. Right. I don't, and the lying gets you on a whole different track. Yeah. yeah
2: lying removes the empathy, and the empathy mm. is the heart
0: of it. Mm.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Mm did you enjoy when you were doing the recruiting? Cause we've talked about this a little bit because you've helped me in like job searches yeah. um, and how to make, you know, and it's like so interesting how there's so much overlap of like creative resumes versus professional resumes, your cover letter versus, you know, all of that is mm-hmm. all interchangeable. And so I think as young, you know, when we were still in our BFA programs or our conservatory programs, it was just like, well, I'm never going to need a professional resume, but it's all interchangeable. And it, it makes so much sense to me. So when you were in the recruiting world, mm-hmm. did you find that your brain worked differently because you were in interacting with like a human person versus now with working with software? Like you said, you're running certain scenarios in your own head.
2: Yeah. Um, it is definitely a little bit of a different feeling. Like you said, with recruiting, you're working with more people to people um and you get invested in the people part of it differently you are in, invested in the individual you want the individual to succeed you want them to get the job you want the position to be filled and you are creative in trying to make everybody feel happy where with software i know that there's potentially thousands of people who might encounter this and thousands of problems that could potentially need to be solved so i have to like take almost a little bit of the personal out of it and insert it differently, like pretend that it's just one person that I'm working with while addressing the needs of potentially more. Like I'm almost like accessing that recruiting part of myself to help keep it really human because like we've all been on the end of using a software program and it doesn't work and it's so frustrating. And you're like, how did somebody not figure this out? Like, how did they not try this in this order? How did I get stuck here? Mm -hmm. And so that is like my drive for Like it was, that was sort of my drive for recruiting was like, how can I help people? How can I help people get a job? How can I help fill this position? So the other people on the team aren't stressed. And now it's like, how can I help prevent headaches? Like, how can I help this work well so that nobody, has to complain about it. How can I make somebody's day easier by eliminating a problem before it even
0: happens? Ooh. Yeah. Now that makes me think you said help like it, the right amount of times, not saying you said it too many times, but it, it was a buzzword for me because you've always been that for me. You've always been helpful and supportive Aww. and like just always been there for me. Your family. Aww. Now the more that we've grown up and made more space for our our mental health, mm. Started to help ourselves have less headaches and you know more space for yes. for feeling better in each individual moment. I wanted to talk a little bit more about that because you and I are very open about that. We're very good about being like, hey, I'm not gonna get headspace today. If we had plans to, you know, chat or even just like texting, I never feel and we're very good about being like, sorry, it's been a week, I will remove that. Sorry, it's fine, it's been a week, you know. Uh, because I've, I've just been going through life and you were one of the first people to be like, I'm consistently in therapy. I'm consistently unpacking what's going in, in my brain. I was in therapy for, for a few years for eating disorder related things. And so we were both really open with each other about that as our bodies changed and shifted as our brain chemistry changed and shifted. So how are you feeling right now with your relationship to therapy and how is that affecting your corporate world and also your like marriage. Isn't that wild to say? Mm. Yeah,
2: (laughs) no, it's great. It's a great question. Yeah. So therapy has been great. I've been in therapy consistently for the last five years. Um, I recently just changed therapists about two months ago. So that has been a little bit of an interesting journey where I got to a very comfortable place in my therapy before I kind of, knew how I wanted the sessions to go. Mm, I knew what my therapist was going to present to me. I kind of saw the path. And now with a new therapist, it is so different being asked different questions, being addressed things in a different style. So it Mm. feels like I haven't exercised actively in a long time because of COVID, but it feels like I have been like a runner for a long time and I'm really good at running. And then someone was like, okay, now swim. And I am not as good at swimming as I am at running. There's still cardio, like Mm -hmm. it's still exercise, but this type of therapy is way more difficult. I'm, I have to be more active in my brain. And Mm -hmm. because I'm learning more about myself, I'm seeing the impacts in my work because I'm adjusting my behavior. I'm adjusting the way that I interact with the world and the way that I'm taking in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So with work, it's helped me to just to kind of eliminate some of the worries. Um, the biggest worry with my job is, oh, what if it does go out and I didn't catch a bug? Mm. I tested everything a thousand times. I thought, but what if there was one possibility that I didn't catch? And that's inevitable because I'm a human. Right. I'm, I'm finally there now.
0: <laughs> like this is
2: the process of <laughs> therapy with work is like, I'm a human being and I'm testing software and I can only do so much and software can do way more than I can do. Mm. So I'm going to We'll talk about this a little bit later too, but I'm going to do the best that I can with what I have, like the time, the resources, all of that. And if something happens, oh, well, everybody knows around me that I did my best. Everybody knows that I'm a human and not a computer. Mm. And I think that because I've kind of shifted from, oh no, to, oh, okay. That has really made a big difference for me. Mm. Um, Same with my marriage, I guess, like, because I like take input differently. Like sometimes I would feel very emotional about something. Like my husband might say something offhanded, that is literally just a comment, but because I, the way that I was previously inputting the information and processing and letting it come out, I took it like maybe too personally when he was just making a comment about nothing. Um, <laughs> you're,
0: you're lighting up right now because you just started therapy for the first time. It's yeah. been like a oh, month or so. It's been like a little oh, over great. a month. Yeah, I literally had it yesterday
1: as well. Oh, uh, hey yesterday
2: Tuesday yeah.
0: <laughs> Tuesday is for therapy <laughs> it's yes. for what was your character's name then and um Smeraldina Smeraldina, Smeraldina therapy. <laughs> therapy
1: day <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: no that found that with Tim like a little like yeah I know it's pretty early on in the therapy but in terms of how you take in yeah. information he's presenting or yes
1: yeah I definitely tend to lean more and this literally it's something that he and i like had a really big chat about last night was that i tend to get very like reactive and my emotions really build up and so i get very i i tend to get very uh defensive about things and it's I'll get. I'll, I don't like. Yes. Okay, how do I phrase this? Yeah. Like, he'll say something, and he'll tr- he'll be trying to explain something to me, and he'll have to like slow down to really get his thought out properly. And to mm-hmm. me, I'm like, you're patronizing me. Stop. <laughs> and he's like, literally, I'm not. I'm not. And then I'm like, you're now gaslighted, <laughs> right? So it's something that I'm really becoming aware of. Uh, is that like, all right, we can just, let's take a step back and not be so reactive. And it's, but it's also something that I had never really realized about myself until therapy too. And it's, it literally is crazy that it, we had had a conversation about it last night, Tim and I, because then early in that day with my therapist, we had the same conversation and, and I was fascinated. getting so worked up over something. And she was like, Hey, you don't have control over this, like that yeah. you have control over the way you react. And I was like, ah you're
0: right but like yes. as a young woman in the last you know five years we've been on high alert for patronizing remarks yeah. gaslighting because we haven't and, and for our, our mothers for their you know 40 50 60 years of life never took on like clocked those cues like mm. clocked that from men but weren't able to do anything about it and so I feel like we're all trying to catch up mm. and anytime and I so I totally recognize that in myself too yeah I'm like oh don't like that tone oh and right. that's okay to you know to an extent you know but that totally makes sense because I feel like we're making up for lost time Of like mm-hmm. oh I didn't get to do it for the last 50 years for my grandma and my mom and fa- so I'm going to do yes. it now and I'm going to call it when I see it. Mm-hmm. But in relationships with someone who loves you and supports you. Yeah, he's not patronizing you. me. He's not, not totally gaslighting me. It has
1: nothing to do with me. But, you know, yeah, it's it's this weird like knee-jerk reaction. Hmm. And, you know, I'm really now starting to observe it, obs- observe these thoughts in my head and these reactions and go, all right, let's, I can separate myself from that. And I, I can stop that and pause and (laughs) accept what I can control and where I'm at. And how I react to things.
2: Wow, gosh, we're in like pretty similar place. Yeah? yeah, it's funny hear you say that. I kind of feel like I'm hearing myself.
1: Ah, fair. Like, hmm. like
2: like Smeraldinas. <laughs> like my husband, when he wants to explain himself, he'll often like take his time and really think about his feelings before he prevent, presents yes. it. So sometimes we're we're talking, we're bickering, whatever, and then I'll ask him a question, and he'll take two to five minutes to think about how he wants to answer. And I used to take those two to five minutes to just like stew Mm. of like, he's making me wait. He's this, he's that. But no, like I was, it took a lot of time for me to realize that, Oh, first of all, I'm having a physical reaction. Let's try to understand what that is. Like let's pause and understand my body is something's Mm. happening with my body right now. Mm. And clearly it does not match my brain. And mm. let's figure out what the disconnect is. Like, that's kind of my first step and where I'm trying to work through right now is mm. figuring out like, whoa, something happened around me and my body is reacting mm. what's going on and how can I help my body? And then we can talk about my mind. Cause you know, sometimes you're thinking or you, like you're mad and you're telling yourself it's fine. It's fine. It's not a big deal, but it doesn't go away. It's cause it's still there in your body. Yeah. Like, your body still is processing the feelings. So trying to let yourself physically get through that, understand yeah. what's happening. And then you can kind of guide yourself through mentally.
0: This oh, is yeah. a question I have and might not. Also, I'm like loving the connections that you have because I'm like, oh yeah, of course, two of my oldest friends like have all of this. Like That makes so much sense to me. Yeah. I, have, I
1: have
0: two questions. I have two fingers crossed. Yeah. My first thought is because you before gluten-free and celiac became mainstream baby, you were diagnosed in high school. It was a big fucking deal. You found out you're allergic to bison and strawberries. (laughs) So I remember that very clearly because you were one of the first people I knew who was diagnosed with this. Do you Mm -hmm. feel like having been hyper aware of how your body reacts to food? Does that relate to being hyper aware of how your body reacts to emotions? Mm -hmm. Like just being focused on how your body is at all times.
2: It's so interesting that you would say that. So Mm. because of that, I've kind of found this new thing with my new therapist, she's discovered with me that I am great at dissociating out of my body, that when things get stressful for me, whether it be food, whether it be allergies, whether it be outside stress, sometimes I will just leave my body and I won't realize that I've done it. Wow! And so Often I find no that the physical like food things feel very different because mm. they're internal and identifiable. Where when it's emotional, I can't like label it. I can't like point and say, oh, this discomfort that I'm feeling is because of an injury or food or I got bumped into the wall or something. Mm. It requires more digging. It's not quite as clear. And so often it's me being like, oh, am I connected to my body right now? The mm. answer is probably no. Mm. Let's figure out when we've disconnected and maybe why. And that mm. is kind of the guiding path there. So I find it's really different for like the physical ailments versus the emotional.
1: Mm-hmm. This is, this literally happened to me last night. Did it really? Yeah. Like I had a full on, like, I don't know what to call it, but I realized I was like, Oh, I think I've been dissociating. <laughs> I and I had to really like okay, like check into my breath and like, yeah. And I haven't yeah. that this is a new like awareness that I that I'm that's starting to like creep in. It's just it's it's so interesting that you bring it up because I'm like, yes, I literally just had this experience. That's new for wow. me.
0: What does wow. it feel like? I it does it feel like a fog? Does it feel like I,
1: yeah, it almost feels
2: like nothing. It's hard yeah, to describe. I can't, for me. That, it's like, it's, um, have you ever been in like a sensory deprivation tank?
0: Oh, I've heard it described to me.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, yes, yes. But I know I, I, I have the image, but I've never been in it.
2: It's almost like, have you ever been like hanging out in a room with a couple people. And then all of a sudden, after you've been there for like 40 minutes, you notice like another person in the room or like art on the wall or something. And you're like, has this been there the whole time? Or like you're walking (laughs) home and you see like a sign and you're like, has that always been here? It's kind of like, like you kind of realize all of a sudden, like, Oh, I'm not here. Like you don't realize it when it happens. You realize much later, like, oh, wait, I'm not here right now. Where am I?
0: <laughs> and a lot yeah. of folks with trauma, that's like their go-to because they, they don't want to live in the tr- the trauma or, yeah, work through right. that. Yeah. Or
2: their body says, I'm too uncomfortable right now to keep you safe. I'm going to dissociate. And that's kind of the like mindset I'm trying to accept with yeah. this kind of feeling is like this is my body trying to protect me. This is my body saying, "Hey, I see that you're really uncomfortable right now. Mm-hmm. Things aren't good for you. I'm going to just flip that switch for you real quick. That's we'll take switch. care of that." Yeah. And so what I'm want, hoping to get towards is trying to understand how I do that.
1: Mm-hmm. And if there's
2: a way to go maybe we can just turn that switch back on right now.
0: Yeah. I might
2: not I might not get there for a long time. I might not get there ever. But that process of trying to figure that out has been really cool because I've learned a lot more about my body and what I've been with this new therapist for two months. And just in the last two months, I'm like, we really seem like we're on the same path here. We're like, we're feeling kind of the same things. We're experiencing the same, like kind of beats right now of like Mm -hmm. discovering what's going on with our bodies. All right, (laughs) beats.
0: (laughs) So I am interested in this because how this plays into like, and now I'm speaking from personal experience how this plays into like body dysmorphia because I feel personally I feel statement uh that because I have really flipped the scale both ends both Mm. like anorexic levels and like um obsessive compulsive eating disorder levels that my body dysmorphia I'm like what the fuck size am I and I'm obviously getting to the point of like what the fuck size doesn't matter you know Mm. but I feel like I'm over aware of my body at most times, or at least, Mm. you know, as I was in previous years, I'm moving through those feelings, but being in actor training put me so much more into my body. Whereas I feel if I didn't have actor training, the body, I might be more likely to disassociate Mm. from my body, but because it's like, you have four years of, all right, well, this elbow, this shoulder's going up when you're saying that line. What's that all about? Oh, let's drop Mm. that down when you say that line. Well, you're really leading here. And so, you know, I feel like then I I hyper fixate on my body. Mm. So I'm wondering Mm. if you feel like body dysmorphia plays into the disassociative thing, if this is like too much, (laughs) but it's just like layers because it's like, as women, there's too much, there's so much fucking going on. So it's just interesting. Yeah.
2: No, I definitely would agree with that. I would say early in the pandemic, when I was really stressed out, I would probably say I had a little bit of a long-term disassociation there. Okay. And when I kindly came back to my body, it was not the body that I remembered it being. Because Are we the I- same person,
1: Annie? <laughs> because honestly, I'm, it's like I'm talking to myself. What the fuck? I feel the My same way. I'm dealing with that right your now mind. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt
2: you. No, 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 no. I'm so glad that you did. It's yeah. Yeah. Like I was in this state and trying to survive through this major stress when I was so scared in the beginning, I, you know, I wasn't exercising. I wasn't eating well. I was just doing whatever I could to get through each day. And so then when I came back, I was like, Ooh, I don't look like how I remember. I don't feel like how I remember. I'm adjusting to a new space now on top of all of the rest of this fucking madness that's going on right now. So I have feel like I'm like working through this too. I felt like I always sort of have, you know, growing up in the era that we did seeing Mm -hmm. all the gossip magazines telling us that Mm -hmm. Jessica Simpson was (laughs) overweight when she literally was not like that messed with us. And we all... You know, like that's kind of the baseline for all of us, but I feel like this was kind of a new thing for me. Like, Oh shit. Now I have this new level of discomfort in my body. And I found myself leaving more often on, mm. um, obviously not. I didn't want to, I wasn't trying to, mm. but again, my body was reading the signs of me being so uncomfortable inside of myself that it was like, all right, we'll shut it down. We got you.
0: We all need to take a tiger beat for a minute. <laughs> all right. This- This is, I'm so glad we're talking about this for many reasons. And we, you know, I, am going to, and we, you know, I didn't have anything to say after that. We you know, (laughs) um, when I was my smallest in my smallest size and, you know, still didn't think I was small enough, my biggest Mm -hmm. fear. And I would say this to my therapist was, I don't want to be fat again. I never want to be fat again. I never want to go back to that size. I am now the size I feared the most, you know? is that fucking oh, wild? And no. I got back there Gosh. during the quarantine and guess fucking what? I love myself more than I did when I said that when I was 19, oh, you know? Wow. So that makes me so like, happy. Yeah. Right. And not everyone's in that place. And I'm not saying I'm like every day I wake up, I'm like, Hey, damn beautiful. How you doing, boo? I am so <laughs> much more of a fan of the body neutrality thing versus oh, body, yes. body pause because I'm not going to wake up every day. I might be like, Oh yeah. I, I like how I look in this whatever, how I look, how the fuck do I feel? and how right. do i interact with other people how do i enjoy how i feel with yeah. other people that's so much more of a clue into your mental health than how you look because how i look never served me in that yeah. time when i was my smallest i didn't feel great right. so i just think it's so fascinating and the you know and it's i i just i guess i'm saying like i am i hope and love and support that y'all feel spend more time in your bodies, in your minds. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just so interesting. Like having that connection of, I am where I said, I I never wanted to be again. Mm. And have I changed as a person since I've known, but you know, like, and not, not nor have you, nor have you, I love you Mm. more every single year that I know you. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Aww, this is like uh, hugging We're, you. I'm hugging <laughs> I'm, I'm hugging, hugging through the computer. The <laughs> you. Now switching it up, uh, because this actually leads into you both of you share a love of plants. So <sighs> yes. how do you find when you are having those disassociated moments or feeling I don't want to be in my body, how do you find taking care of a living thing? is therapy for you or is meditative Mm. or, or how, how does that play into how y'all are feeling in your brains?
2: Yeah. So I sort of stopped, I got into plants a couple of years ago when I was having a tough mental time. And the reason I had got a plant was maybe if I don't feel like I can take care of myself each day, I can take care of this plant Mm. that I can give love and care to something. And maybe in turn by giving that out, I'll, have enough to give to me too. And that is just all that I've found, um, is just having the plants is just so reciprocal in terms of motivating to care for myself in like seeing my plants grow and sprout new leaves and have difficulties and, you know, deal with root rot and, you know, all the little issues that they're resilient, kind of like I am. And we are not to say this, that we're all resilient. I don't know, but it seems (laughs) like, (laughs) You know, like not to generalize and tell
0: everyone you're (laughs) resilient. I think you're (laughs) resilient. You look look resilient today.
2: (laughs) Like a lot of the plants I bought, I love to go to the hardware stores and go to their sales section and Mm -hmm. find the $1, $3 succulents or plants that the store has deemed no longer alive and bring those back to life. Most of the plants that I have are all little rescues. And it, you know, if my plants are vibing and doing good and hanging in there through the days where I don't water them every day and the times when it gets too hot and the times they did get root rot, then if I made it through all of that with them, then maybe I can make it through some of that with myself. I got to handle my own root rot, you know?
1: Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, so I, when we moved into this apartment, uh two years ago uh I had I immediately was like we have to get plants like I was waiting for forever to finally like have our own place and that was always like in the picture for me I just love them um and I got them and I didn't really know much and killed most of them uh you know and the few the few that did survive really survived and then really like when the pandemic started I sort of hyperfixated on them. It was something that I could control. Yeah. Uh, and it stemmed out of that. But literal stem. But yeah, but like for me, what it's been is it's given me an opportunity to like really learn, like really hone Mm. into learning about plant care and plant propagation. And like, it sounds weird, but I I feel like I have a tendency and I always have to like start something and never really finish it. And not because I, I I don't know why, but I just, I get distracted or, you know, whatever. And so because of that tendency in myself, uh, I've sort of like attached to that tendency is this like, has been this like disappointment in in myself for that mm-hmm. but i really took the time with plants and like read and watched vlogs and you know like repotted these things and like propagated them and like split them and uh bought new different species of plants and it's something that i'm so proud of because yeah. it's something that i feel like i can say i actually like there's always more to learn i have so much to learn about it oh yeah but like I've actually taken the time and I've seen it through mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for me, yes, to answer your question, Shannon, like.
0: Thank you, finally. Yeah, Getting Jesus
1: Christ. Uh, for, me, <laughs> for me, it is completely meditative. Completely meditative. Yeah. I can set aside time and I can be like, I'll, I literally, I'm a big list maker and I have my to-do list every day at the top is always make my bed take vitamins right like it feels so good to cross that off the list but once a week and depending on the season like once every two weeks or whatever I'll put I'll just put plant care and so it's like watering my plants like literally loading them hauling them all into the bathtub and like bottom watering them and like I'll I'll go and prune them and I'll clip them and I'll like make new cuttings and then if the cuttings are ready and they're fully rooted like I can like, you know, find an old like nursing pot that I have and like plant it. Yeah. And if I don't, I'll like, use an old like yogurt container <laughs> and like poke holes, you know, like it's, yeah, it is so comforting and meditative. And you're totally right. Like, it's this reciprocated thing because you're putting this love into it and you get to. Watch it grow and push out new leaves, and sometimes die, and sometimes drop leaves. And it's such a cool thing to see the resilience that they have.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I this is so beautiful. One, what are your favorite plants right now? Is it bad to choose favorites? Are no. they rotating? Oh gosh. What happens with that? <laughs>
2: My favorite right now is I have an aloe vera that's approximately three feet tall. It is huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's giant. I bought it when it was like one of those little tiny, like $3 aloes. And over the last three years, I've grown it into this massive aloe plant. Um, so it's great. If anyone ever gets like a bad sunburn or anything, I just like cut off a big sprig and hand it over. It's yeah, I love it so much. How did it grow that big? Do you fertilize? I literally put it outside in like a pot way bigger than it was meant for. And it just like grows. So I've repotted it like twice over the last three years. I just repotted it. And when I repotted it, I found four little babies growing out of it. So I propagated my (laughs) aloe and I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) Nothing gets me more excited than plant babies. Let me tell you.
0: Aloe vera. Yeah, they're so cute oh. Yeah. oh that's
1: amazing yeah what's your favorite plant right now
2: yeah I know it's a uh, tough choice
1: it is I'm so it's it's sort of like I can it's hard for me to pick just one yeah. now I'm a really big begonia gal I love me some polka dot bogo, I'm a polka dot oh, gal yeah sure. But like I love I have one two five five different
0: variations
1: of it that's amazing yeah like I felt because look like again when I was really in it like I got I started by getting a cutting from the woman um that I babysit for she has the most beautiful massive one and she finally gave me a cutting and I I you nourished. grew it from a cutting? Yes, oh. that's amazing. Yes, you
0: quit that day. You said thanks. I, I said thanks. I'm
1: done. No,
0: she's literally. <laughs> yeah, she's I love yeah, that was <laughs> my <laughs> payment.
1: Yeah, but like truly, it was like you're gonna give me a cutting. Like it's such a big deal. I have it by my bed. Like literally. Uh, and then the other ones I got, they're all maybe like a couple of them were rooted in soil but a lot of them were from cuttings and so I've had to be very wow. careful so my begonias are very special to me um and then I also am just a big fan of the vining plants so like a philo- it's so like, beautiful yeah like any variation of a philodendron I have a philodendron Brazil right now uh that I love and I also then also pothos and the reason is because they're so easy to propagate and make babies out of and oh I love it and they grow so fast and like it, it just is so they're full and long it's just like foliage like for days
0: plant oh. cul-de-sac yeah just like you,
1: you said really it with like a small. big hug
0: <laughs> oh love <laughs> I, that yeah I loved those answers thank it's you it's making me think that like we're so quick to treat every individual we meet the same way, but you take care of every species of plant differently, yes. right? Like you yeah. plant differently, you yes. fertile it, yeah.
2: Different light, different right soil humidity. like soil
0: yeah.
1: absolutely
0: and it goes back to that thing of like meeting someone exactly where they're at and not putting any presumptions on them nor on yourself mm-hmm. you're going to care for yourself differently on any given day oh and my God, every yeah. indiv- and I, you know being back in like the customer service world like every individual I encounter with is a different species of plant baby yeah. some are going to like nice. vine right up to me and want to talk and like give me their energy some are going to be like I'm an aloe vera. I've been growing straight for three years. <laughs> mm. I'm good. I'll heal you when I need to heal somebody. But mm, yeah. now I'm going off on a tangent. No, but, but I really
1: love, you're so right. Yeah, Because so also right. like, you know, yes, like you, you need different things day to day. Um, and also like person to person, it's, I feel like I've said this so many times, but it's so easy to get into the comparison game with other people, especially with social mm. media and to be like, oh, wow. Like should I be doing the things they're doing? Like they work out every day or like they're at this point in their career. But it's it's so, so important to remember that everybody needs different things. We all need different care and different, we're on our own timelines, we're in our, one of like, I, I've I feel like I've told this to you before, but something that I remember when we first started, when we first became friends, Shannon, mm-hmm um and i think maybe your therapist at the time had told you this but it it's so it was so simple she said stay in your own lane mm. and it's
0: it's oh, just
1: so true um yeah it's so important and very easy to forget but i love the the plant
0: i love thing. that no and <laughs> something and I promise, Annie, we have another question for you. I <laughs> feel like I'm just no, great. so many synapses are fine. Something that you and I bonded over as well. Like we all have brothers. We're mm-hmm. all, mm-hmm. you both are the oldest. Mm-hmm. I'm the baby, but- and something that my sweet father would always say when I would get stuck on like my brother and I being very different body types mm. uh is he would always be like comparison as a trap you're gonna fall into that trap every time you try to compare mm. like I'd be like why does he get to eat chips and I only like you're only allowing you know whatever yeah and I feel like we bonded over that a little bit of like our brothers are on are in their own lane and we can yep. drive maybe carpool with them sometimes mm. but we're not going to be both in the driver's seat of the same friggin' car.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Have like you that. found that as you've gotten older? I mean I found that with my brother. You know, as you've gotten older, it's like encourage the lane and sim with your brother. Like encourage the lane they're in.
2: Yeah. I think so it's
0: swerve. <laughs>
2: You know, like once we graduate high school, we don't have any like milestone markers as for where we're supposed to be. So I think in our own minds, we contrive these markers of where we're supposed to be based on what we see our peers and our siblings and our family doing, but it's all kind of meaningless. And so I think it's all about like, okay, yeah, like everyone is on their own path. Like I think I know I certainly compared myself to everyone else. I was looking at the creative people in my life when I was in college and I was like, I'm being a dummy. I'm just like going to college and I could be doing something cool and creative. Like, am I in the wrong lane? Where mm. maybe other people were seeing the opposite. Mm. So I think it is all a matter of perspective yes. where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, I agree. Oh, well. Damn. Uh I want to ask our signature question because I know you prepared for it. <laughs> um I love that I've deemed it our signature question. I, I think it's 18 episodes yeah. in. Signature, signature question. question. Signature yeah, you're right. question. And we've already talked about it on a in in a wide range of examples here, but Annie, what do you love about how your brain works and what do you find challenging about how your brain works?
2: Oh my gosh. Well, I love that I think it's the answer that most everyone gives. The thing that I love is also the thing that I don't love Mm -hmm. as much about it Uh in that, um, I'm very sensory sensitive. I can pick up on a lot of things. I can maybe hear a noise that somebody else won't hear, catch a detail in a show. Like I've been watching a lot of the Marvel shows and I keep catching things that, my husband is not seeing at all. Um, you know, just like little, I can pick up the little things. And luckily that's translated into my job, into my hobbies that mm-hmm. I can do fun detail oriented things like embroidery and taking care of plants, looking for all the little small like things that might be going on with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that can also be a curse, you know, the sensory sensitivity. I can get pretty overwhelmed by like loud noises and people being kind of loud. Um especially now with being in my house um, for so long, when I do go walk around in the downtown near where I live, I'm way more startled by like car noises and mm. people and things than i was before um but i'm trying to think of it as like no that's cool that i'm noticing all this stuff i just want to wow. figure out how to filter it a little bit so it doesn't feel like so much but it's
0: overwhelming yeah
2: but like most details that exist i'm seeing them
0: which is mm. fun does that tailor cuz i know you love gaming and you share that with my my brother <laughs> too but like your brains both work really well in that. Does that tailor to what games you choose to play and what games you've tried and gone, ooh, this is a little too much or like my brother doesn't love like the shooter game. Like, that's I was really just gonna say, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, um, I have found that I like a game that gives me some time to ramp up like in those like versus games when you're just kind of thrown in with weapons and it's like go um that is sensory overwhelming for me that's mm-hmm. like too much detail there's too much going on there um where i tend to like a game with a story where i get to make like emotional choices and kind of like examine myself on the inside or maybe play out a scenario that I would never have the chance to do in real life like I would never be snarky and sarcastic to an authority figure in real life but maybe I can play this out a little bit see how it feels to do that and help see oh maybe that is how I want to be maybe that felt good to do that maybe this Mm -hmm. is how I want to be a little bit more So that's kind of what I tend to choose Mm, places where I can explore me through gaming Mm. or like myself, like my friends and I, we will get together and play like a story-based game with like a group of six of us and everyone together. We're like, when it's time to decide like, okay, do we want to align with this person or do we want to align with this person? We all talk together of like, well, this person said this to us. And I think that they're feeling this way, but if we help this person that might benefit us. And it's really interesting to like hear my friends and how they think and how I would have processed it and to kind of like come to conclusions together as a unit. Uh, and then sometimes by myself too, I think it's just a really cool way to explore who you are as a person in a really safe, controlled environment. Mm. Um, That is also fun.
0: And they're not given the credit that they're due. I mean, you know, more so that people are realizing like, Oh, the, like the art the artistry of gaming Mm -hmm. and all of that but i think that's a perfect you said it perfectly that you're able to explore different elements of yourself in a controlled environment Mm. i think that's yeah yeah we're gonna explore some potential situations uh Mm -hmm. in a controlled environment with a little game after this break i think you
1: said it all right i said it you said it. i heard it
2: can't wait
1: okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) but my cheeks hurt from laughing and smiling. Yeah.
1: Oh, I need Botox. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is that, I did know. you say I need Botox specifically? I need oh. it. Oh. You need Botox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ugh. You need Botox. Oh yeah.
0: What about a bow tie shop that only plays Britney Spears toxic <gasps> on a loop? Botox. I don't know. And they or also Botox. do. That's a talk show. That's bad. That's better. That's better. no, no, no. If we it's can Bo make Burnham,
2: Bo yes. Burnham oh. covering only toxic over and over again.
0: And Botox about Botox. Did you watch his new?
2: It is so good.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, it's yes, it so is. So good. Okay. Literally obsessed. It's so
1: I posted good. a photo yesterday on Instagram of him because it was out in theaters. I was working. Yeah. I didn't get to go see it. Not that I haven't watched it every day at my home <laughs> but they it went out in theaters and he posted a photo to his instagram yeah i saw that oh. yeah like watching it from the um the hallway like well uh, and i i posted that and this this girl that i uh went to the same like school as us was like yeah i saw him and i said what, what? she was like yeah he went into the showing before before my showing and I stared at him and I was like is this big tall man Bo Burnham and she said he stared back and then walked away and I said I would have pissed my pants fully I would have
0: screamed I would have screamed (laughs) I would have I (laughs)
1: literally like that
0: And be like I have an idea for a talk show it's Botox and just <laughs> <laughs> launch into it wow what a emo- that must have been so and maybe not but it must have been a really emotional experience for him to watch watch people appreciate yeah. it thinking it was oh. only gonna be you know
1: from what she told me mm-hmm. it was such an incredible experience she said everybody was singing along like because um, everybody who's gonna go I th- I'm pretty sure that like everybody who is going to go see this in theaters probably has already seen it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or at least has listened to this you know like is a fit is like a fan Mm -hmm. and she said it was so beautiful and she was like I cried and it just was such this like communal experience so imagine then him him watching that yeah this thing that he spent this whole year creating by himself essentially right see like I and I it's funny I'm, I'm so obsessed I'll go into like the comment sections whenever he posts something because it's very rare that he'll post something and people like people are just are like you saved my life this special oh. saved my life and it's oh my god, it's so true I, I had a those. whole yeah I had a whole like therapy session about it like talking Same. about it. And she, my therapist did, wasn't familiar with Bo Burnham, but her husband was. And so she was like, uh, my therapist side was a little concerned. And I was like, oh, you've never seen his stuff. Okay. So no, 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 Like he's very real. Like he's very open about this. Like, no, 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 no. J- don't think about that. Th- like, yeah, <laughs> but it's literally had a whole therapy session. And she was like, so what about it really resonated with you? And I was like, what about it didn't resonate with me? <laughs> Oh gosh, we had the same therapy
0: session. Yeah, <laughs>
2: once again. Once did again. Did you identify realize. with the thirty song? Oh my gosh, that was so <laughs> crazy because I turned thirty in December, and oh. it was very bizarre to turn thirty during the pandemic. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't like I I did not see that that was how I was going to turn thirty. Yeah, um, and it was a very emotional experience. I didn't anticipate kind of having big feelings about it, and I certainly did. And it was. You know, like listening to my past self hearing that song. It's mm, like, oh wow. yeah, I have to vibe out in my room and turn
0: thirty here. Mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's big. We've been, you know, whenever we're feeling in a mood, the, our big one at home has been like, ladies, you feel like shit. Kevin, do you feel like shit. <laughs> you you feel feel like shit? shit? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's
1: so good. But Shannon also Ooh. knows this about me. This This could be my last thing about inside because I could talk about yeah. it literally forever.
0: It's our botox. Connection. Yeah, this is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But, like, uh, I literally, my my screensaver on my phone has always been uh, my boyfriend. And, like, now just, like, my boyfriend and my dog together. Yeah. And, like, I don't ever think, I don't change it. It's, like, that's it. The only time I have changed it was when the special came out. And I changed it to a, a, the screenshot of Bo in singing All Eyes on Me when it's that <gasps> close-up with the blue on his yes. face. And he's looking directly into the camera. Mm-hmm. And there. my boyfriend was, like, yeah. oh you changed your picture (laughs) things have changed he was like oh wow this is big okay (laughs) so needless to say
0: we're all obsessed great well we we know what your dream partner would be in this next game we're gonna play I mean we already know you know but we like having our guests 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 Uh Uh uh-oh guests guess that's gonna be our warm-up now from guests guess
1: guess guess guess, guess, guess 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 I hate it Guess, guess. I
0: can't <laughs> guess <laughs> guess what the game is we're playing so I will ask Annie what game do you think we're about to play
2: are we gonna play pin the tail on the donkey you,
0: you guessed got it, it. so yes! go, to, go to your door open okay it. you're gonna find a donkey no tail oh my open. gosh of living donkey what happened to its, its sail he's gonna, is gonna now have a dress. dress up in the bath. you're gonna see its ass out and okay dress. i'm seeing that <laughs> and you're gonna wonder oh is that a mistake and then you're gonna see the donkey start to massage its own donkey's <laughs> ass the ass is yeah ass.
2: it it's lifting its little hoof
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and moving in a counterclockwise motion yes
0: And now suddenly you'll find your other hand, a tail, a live donkey tail. Ah, Moving. Oh my God. Twitching.
2: How did you get this here?
0: We have a budget. Brainstorming magic. (laughs) And then just find a push pin and stick that baby in.
2: Okay. Uh I'm sure I've got one around here.
0: Great. Let's take a break. Okay. (laughs) I'll let you know where it sticks. (laughs) No, um, no, 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 no. Are we gonna play mash? Matchmaker. You guessed it. No animal. No animal cruelty. No animals. Okay,
1: good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I know Annie that you know how to play this, but just a little reminder for you, myself, Shannon, and our
0: listeners, <laughs> and the donkey. Of course, the donkey. The donkey.
1: <laughs> uh, mash stands for Mansion, Apartment, Shack, House. We have four categories partner children transportation and career with four options for each you will give me four options and I will do my mash magic my mash making magic uh until your future now
0: yeah plot mm-hmm. twist
1: okay plot, twist plot twist because our last guest my friend will uh said that when he used to play he would throw in like just endless categories. So it'd be like partner, oh. children, transportation, career, uh, location. Or, oh. or
0: honeymoon. Yeah. Or like are you oh. either where you'd live or where you'd honeymoon. I think you said both, but we went with like where you'd end up.
1: Yeah, like, like, like okay, where you'd live. Oh, that's fun. Do you like that? We're going to Yeah, I do. It. I love that. Okay. So, yes. so, so what do you think? Location? Uh, yeah. I think that's a good one. I think that's a great one. Fantastic. So... Just to kickstart it, I will I will start drawing a spiral and you just tell me when to stop. Okay. Okay. Go. Okay, stop. All right. Now, first category is partner. Mm-hmm. I need four options for that.
2: Okay. I'm gonna give you three fictional people and then one real person. I love it. I think fictional people are a little easier. Real people can be flawed sometimes. So true. <laughs> um First up, I'm on a Marvel kick, so we're gonna say Loki, the trickster god, aka Tom Hiddleston.
1: Okay,
2: Loki. I love Loki.
1: Hmm.
2: Next up, we have—I've been thinking about this for a long time. Um, this is a character from a video game. This is for my gamers out here. Detective Nick Valentine What's
0: that is from?
2: a love interest for me. Um, he's from the game Fallout 4.
1: I think my boyfriend plays that.
2: I bet he does. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He is a like robot detective. Somebody (gasps) who's like a detective whose brain got implanted in a robot. And he's a wonderful kind man. I love Nick Valentine.
1: We love a kind robot man, robot detective. He had a hard
2: time. He had a hard time as a human and Aww. you help him as a robot. And I like him very much Aww. in that game. You can date some people. And he's like the one person you can't date. And oh. I find that very devastating. So I want my shot. <laughs> I want my shot with Nick Valentine. <laughs> you got it. So let's see. Next crush. Yeah. Is, are you ready for me? Okay. Um, I don't know if either of you watched the show community. Um, oh yeah. But I have a big crush on Abed Nadir. And I would like to have my shot with Abed.
0: I was going to bring him up earlier. That's so funny. He's fantastic. Yeah. I just did a full full rewatch of, of it. And I, you know, say what you want about like, obviously Donald Glover, after he leaves, you're missing something there, but I love that they, they gave more time to not that he didn't have time in the first seasons, but I'm glad that they, they allowed him to, to steer those last seasons. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. (gasps) <gasps> okay hey. and then for my
2: final person we'll just put my real life husband we'll put goose
1: on there perfect now i already
2: got it but
1: <laughs> is goose is goose the name that he is this his nickety name or is this Goose the is name? the name that he
2: goes by
1: i like mm-hmm. that yeah i
2: see like the animal
1: and like uh what's that movie uh goose uh, Top Gun, <laughs> yeah, Top Gun. Top Gun. Tim's mother's favorite movie. They're making a new one, it. yeah. It Aren't is. they? Oh they, yeah. Here's the thing: Goose uh, won't be in it, though. No, well, he he can't. Or maybe no. I mean, look, it depends. Maybe, Crazier maybe we're living happen. in that world where <laughs> it takes a whole turn into like a sci-fi. They bring him, they resurrect him. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe possible. Goose, that's that's the
2: sequel, Zombie Goose.
1: I love it. Um. <laughs> Great. Okay. so next category is children. Yes, okay.
2: So, so- I want to take you up on your offer.
1: <gasps> yes, I love it.
2: I have numbers of
1: children, and then I also have
2: some specific children oh, that I would yes. like to raise. Okay. I love to. So We'll start with just like one child and then two children to be basic. Great. The third child is a child from a video game from The Walking Dead series. Her name is Clementine you take care of her in the game. She's an eight-year-old and she's actually who I named my cat for.
0: Okay, Aww. She has a
2: special place in my heart and I would like to raise her as my own. My fourth child, did either of you have American Girl dolls when you were growing up?
1: I always wanted them. Yeah, but I always knew them because my, okay. So my elementary school library had the like books. And had I would books. always, yeah. And I would walk past them and like look at them and just, I really admired the, diversity like I really did like there were so many different little girls from different time periods with different like outfits and I just loved it but I never had one
2: okay well I had Molly growing up oh and she was always my favorite and I thought hey Wouldn't it be fun to have her be my kid? I always related to her as a kid. She was like in World War II. She grew a victory garden. And I was like, hey, I like to garden. I think we have a lot in common. She's in a school play. I like theater. So I think she might be
1: a fun kid to raise. Oh, I love that. This is making me actually just want to like read the books and like go back and just like get into it.
0: That's your own podcast, I think, right there. You read
1: American Girl. (laughs) What should it be called? American Girl. An American Girl's Journey into American American girl girl. fandom
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm down to listen (laughs) Uh, my aunt got me these those like porcelain dolls as a child which like don't she's not listening but (laughs) don't give your child something that's that breakable breakable oh, and you can't I do would, anything with it you right play and, with it. right and i would take in the car and what ended up happening was their their wrists got broken so they all oh. had like shard no ah. hands just like shard stubs and That's i was like dangerous. good God. i was like Sid in toyster it was like really stressful but <laughs> like, you like see my doll collection there these beautiful like russian gowns like was just like ready to like <laughs> slash you Yikes. i think it tells a really beautiful tale of my childhood. <laughs> I had no like <laughs> no I was very loved but I just think it's so funny it makes me look like I wasn't I feel like all right
1: moving on <laughs> I like where that went yeah um, yes. okay so the next category is career yes so
2: first up I would like to be a professional streamer play video games for Ooh. a living I think that would be fun
1: like on, on twi- Twitch, is that? I think, yeah, it
2: could that... be Twitch, could be YouTube, could be wherever. I don't really care too much about the platform. So then when Bo
1: Burnham in his special <laughs> did the bit where he was streaming, <laughs> did you love that or did you love it? I loved it. <laughs> oh,
0: I also used to work for again. a streaming
2: company too. So it's all, that felt very close to my heart too. <laughs> oh,
0: it looks um, like we're going to cry good. again. Yeah, yep. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, and the day's yes. over. Over.
1: All right. Well- very realistic. <laughs> um, okay, three more options for this category.
2: Okay, um, the second one is I'd love to run a nursery for
1: plants. Yeah, plants sell plants. Same. Hmm.
2: The third is I would like to be a travel food writer, but specifically for people with food allergies.
1: <gasps> That's awesome. Is there? I would any- love to
2: be the global guinea pig for that.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I are there any shows like that? Because We need them. Yeah, we do. I, there's so many like
2: little blogs of like people doing what they can, you know, like traveling where they can. So when I obviously don't travel now, but when I used to travel, (laughs) I was always like trying to go blog to blog to figure out where I could eat. And I'd love to be the hub for that.
0: You could do like a Disneyland special. You could, oh yeah, that's (laughs)
1: such (laughs) a great idea, but see all you say, you said blog, but my brain immediately goes to like the food network and like all of those yeah. fun shows where they like diners drive-ins and whatever the fuck it's called yeah i love that and i think that there is definitely like they're missing that genre i mean yeah. for sure
0: we found a, gl- a gluten-free pizza in new york when you visit remember <laughs> we sure
2: did <laughs> that's great and i kept the pizza cutter with me i brought it home i still use it <laughs>
0: oh really <laughs> Yeah, because they had to give her a separate one for her, you know. So yeah, that wasn't like, for the yeah.
2: safety. Yeah, they brought me a little plastic pizza cutter in a baggie with like a whole uncut pizza, and we're like, "Eh, we don't want to get you sick, so here you go." Oh, it was great.
1: That's so yeah. nice, though. That's that's so important. Okay, one more option for career.
2: One more option for career. Hmm. I'd like to run a farmer's market.
0: I think it Ooh. would be fun
2: to organize local vendors for a weekly little market for a community.
0: I love that. Do you oh, have thanks. one? Do you have one near you that I went way far away from the mic? Like that was really helpful. I was like, do you have it? Um, do, you, do you have a farmer's market that you frequent or what? Yeah. Was, yeah?
2: Yeah, I do. I live in like the downtown of my area and there is a farmer's market here every Saturday from nine to one. So all I got to do is throw on clothes and walk two blocks and I'm there. It's so nice.
1: That's so great. I'm so spoiled. Yeah. Like ours, we have one like up in our neck of the woods, but it's like, God, it's so far. It's like ten, probably more <laughs> than ten blocks. I don't know. I love I I'm bad at being a New Yorker. I, in in especially in the way of like I'm lazy. <laughs> like New Yorkers are like, I oh, ten blocks. It's nothing, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna hop on the bus blocks. like the block from here to there because my feet hurt i would be the same
0: yeah i've seen that exact- i'm not built that way <laughs> <laughs> i've seen her interact with a new yorker that exact verbatim conversation <laughs> oh, it's 10 blocks my
1: feet <laughs> yeah we want to take a little walk over. <laughs>
0: It'd be fun to make a day of it, though, and, like, go to the, I know this is way far down, but, like, Union Square has, like, a beautiful- They do, and I ac-
1: they yeah. actually have great plants there. Mm. Every week they do. That's
0: your motivator. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love
1: it. It is my motive. It's yeah. always my motivator. We'll there. Are there plants? Done. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I bought a plant from Trader Joe's the other day. Like, mm-hmm. any excuse. I mean, they I'm telling you. It's an obsession. They have good ones there. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. <laughs> Next, next category, <laughs> transportation.
2: Transportation. Yes. Um. Oh, this is going to be so difficult. A motorized scooter. Okay. I want to just scoot around. Yes. An electric car. Hmm. Preferably one that won't catch on fire.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's that's is that preferable. coming up? Is that a thing?
2: Oh, I've just read a couple things about some electric okay. cars just spontaneously. I, don't don't trust me i read things
0: no no i trust i trust you more than most people and and news sources should yeah. i cut that should that be off the record i don't no, know no. the
2: world needs to know okay i feel like i just saw something on reddit and again it's reddit so who well, knows Of like well, somebody's tesla just like exploded
1: yep it's no coming it's up. coming up she t- she goes to type it to google and it immediately.
2: Okay. Oh, the car—it's the
1: car car batteries batteries are catching on fire.
2: Okay, so an electric car with a
1: car battery that won't catch on fire. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. It says infrequent, but still possible. All right, that's scary. Yeah. Okay, so electric car that
1: does not blow up. Yeah. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um, let's say the bus. Oh, I let's keep it interesting.
2: I love the bus. I also love the bus. Me too. It's fun.
1: Yeah. It's convenient. You get all the different stops. You get to see a lot of stuff. It's a good job. Yes. Yes. Especially in the city, because a lot of the time I'll take the train, but if I have the opportunity to take the bus over the train, I'm taking the bus because I feel like I'm just more involved with the world around me. I can see where I'm going. It gives me like a better understanding of where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't get that on the subway okay yeah you, you sure so, don't get that on the yeah. subway <laughs> all right last uh option. last transportation
2: option let's go bougie why not a private
1: jet all right a pj as they call them yeah
0: we found this real, out recently let's go real wild a a, PJ. they're called pjs yeah just gonna oh. get my pj doesn't
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. sound so much more bougie and fancy
0: <laughs> yeah, my PJ PJ. Really does. Yeah. yeah right
1: <laughs> all right now for the buh, 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 buh bonus <laughs> 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 Location. Where do you Location. want to be? Location.
2: Oh my goodness. Where don't I want to be? Yeah. Let's go Lake Tahoe. Oh. I had my honeymoon in Lake Tahoe and I mm. loved it.
1: So
2: and then let's go Paris, France.
0: Okay. I'm you such a little Francophile.
2: I'm such a Francophile. I know it's the most guessable thing about me.
0: (laughs) No, but you, you took, are you, how how fluent do you feel these days?
2: These days, not so much. Graduated college felt much more fluent. Um, Yeah but not so much now. I don't have as much practice now. Um,
0: You went there in high school. mm, Have you been back since?
2: Yeah. I did a study abroad there in college, which was pretty cool. I lived in a Parisian apartment for a little bit, which was the
0: coolest thing in the world. It was so fun. Didn't you, I remember you saying that like, the bread over there, you
2: could digest. Yeah, yeah. I was one of the lucky few who did not have problems with gluten abroad, and so I ate like a queen. Um, and that's partly why I want to go back. I have not been since like 2013, I think. Okay. And Mama wants some bread. You know.
1: <laughs> wow. So, so that's it's the name different. Of this mama wants some bread. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's different abroad.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: It's not as processed. Science
2: wow. is kind of still out on it because yeah. not everybody is as lucky as I am. It seems that some people can get away with it and not everybody. So scientists say don't do it, but the little but risk say. takers like me
0: mm-hmm. said, yeah. pourquoi
2: pas? <laughs> <laughs> Why not?
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs>
1: um, um, all right. Two more Two more options.
2: Two more options. Let's do Central Coast of California. And let's do Ensenada, Mexico.
0: Okay. I feel like we played MASH together.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Right? This feels like a a classic. Feels familiar. Yeah. I was going to say, this feels like a classic Ann and Shan situation <laughs> here um, when we weren't busy filming our music video. I feel like this Correct. is- Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also dabbled in some TPing in our day.
2: Oh, we most certainly <laughs> dabbled in the art. <laughs> vandalism.
0: The art. It's an art. Don't anyone tell you differently?
2: And it was like the most mild mm-hmm. form of vandalism.
0: I remember going- I don't think she was in our circle, but I remember going- vandalizing with this one high school girl and she was targeting another woman so not women supporting women at that point in our lives but she wanted to put cat food in this girl's hood of her car so when she started her car up it would one fuck her whole car up so that's not cool and the the whole smell of cat food would come (gasps) that stays with me I was like let's stick to just some teepee and like Saran wrap. Like, wait, did we do it like a well, Right? Am I wrong?
2: Just wrap around people's cars. That was it.
0: Yeah. Oh my
2: god! Holy moly!
0: Are the results in?
1: They sure are.
0: Are I'm you ready? So
1: excited! Can't wait to hear my future. Okay. So you're going to be living in an apartment. I feel like literally every guest we have is in an apartment. I just have to say it. I don't know why. That works for me. Yeah. So apartment with Loki. <gasps> the trickster God. Yes, That's right. The trickster God. <laughs> um, And with your daughter, Molly, the American girl. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. You'll also be traveling around in your electric car that does not have <gasps> yes! a, an explosive battery. Oh, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. You'll be a professional streamer. Hey, a- 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 love that. Uh huh. And, You'll be where it all started on the central coast.
0: (gasps) Wow! Oh my gosh!
2: Wow!
1: That really sounds like
2: my perfect life.
0: Honestly, I I gotta tell
2: my husband. Sorry, sorry. I've seen a better future. I gotta go.
0: (laughs) I just am excited for Molly to see something other than World War Two. She's gonna be like, "Oh, 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 what? Like slow rep, PCPA, (laughs) vineyards, video games,
2: and like (laughs) magic from uh, her father, God." Like she is transported into a whole new future i'm so excited for her
0: oh (laughs) this is special it's this was like this i don't know about this one this one feels like it's gonna come true i don't (laughs) know again we're checking in every three to five years every three to five years so three to five years well (laughs) no not this three to five years all right five more years we just keep. yeah just every
1: three to five years we check in if it hasn't happened yet we'll be back in three to five years (laughs) great until it happens okay
0: Aww. I patiently await
2: your visit in three to five years. I like
0: think the baby shower for Molly is going to mm. be so specific. <laughs> Everyone brings the same outfit for her. It's all World War II themed. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Instead of gifts, please buy war bonds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's perfect. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow.
2: Wow. We're this is so great.
0: Yeah, we're going to let you process. We're going to let you sort your things I out. Have to talk, mm-hmm. talk to I have you. so much planning. I have yeah, so much planning to do. Uh-huh. Get on it. Uh, and we'll be back.
1: We'll be right back. Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome
0: back. That's the song she's going to sing. I didn't have anything damn it uh, I know <laughs> I, I was really I excited to hear where this was, was going like, that wouldn't fit in that context damn it uh this happens every single like pretty much every single guest we've had it's like the breaks are just as much of a pod as like we don't I need know it, and right? we're like why are we
1: not recording this <laughs> it's true because we're just chatterboxes is what it is Chitty it chat. sure is shady
0: chat Chitty Chitty Chap Chap, Chitty bang.
1: Chitty Bang Bang, Chat Chat. Do you guys
0: remember that movie? Yeah, chitty, chitty. Tim the other day yeah. was
1: singing the whole score from it, and I was like, I don't know all of these. No. I just and he was like, You don't know that song? And I was like, What the fuck are you singing? And he was like, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and I was like, All right. <laughs> no, so I funny. can't quote that movie. I remember watching it. But I, all I remember is chitty chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, we love you. Love you. Like that's it. Chitty chitty. chitty, 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 chitty bang, <laughs> yeah. Like I'll go hands on that that's song. That's the only number.
2: Yeah.
1: He was singing. He was like the one where the king and the queen were like singing their little song. I, see, I don't even a, oh. I don't know. Anyway. I haven't even thought of that song in like 20 years. Yeah, no. Same.
0: Well, that has clearly resonated with you recently. I want to ask our guests if there's any piece of art or or literally just a piece of art or a show you've been watching a song you listened to something you saw on social media that resonated with you and stuck with you and has been feeling like a nice touchstone for you
2: Yeah, I do. I have, um, there's a woman that I like to follow on YouTube. Her YouTube name is called the fairly local family. She's a Canadian woman. She has kids and she's really great at like using, like not using a lot of products, reusing a lot of things, growing her own food from scraps, like really cool, just showing people how they can make less waste in the world and do all that. But she's really kind about it. Like she's not judgmental. If you can't like do certain things, she's always like, yeah, like pill bottles, medicine bottles are not recyclable. That's okay. You don't have to feel bad for not making your whole life zero waste because you medically need something. Mm -hmm. Like she also has celiac disease and she's like, yeah, I have to use things with plastic because for my health, like I have to have my food be kept separate. I can't go to a bulk store and just grab whatever I want. That doesn't Mm -hmm. work for me. Mm -hmm. So the quote that she always uses to like extend kindness to herself and to everyone else is the kind of quote that I am trying to own and extend in my own life, which is to do the best you can with what you have and what you know. Those are all that you can really ask of yourself at any given moment. And I think when I look back on decisions that maybe I wasn't the happiest with, I can think I didn't know better or I didn't have the resources to do something different at that time. Being a little kind to myself and understanding that at any given moment, I'm only doing the best that I can with what I have and what I know. So, I hope that that maybe resonates with someone else listening out here and that you're a little less hard on yourself when something doesn't go exactly the way you wanted, Cause all you did was the best that you could, with what you had and what you knew.
0: That oh, absolutely resonates with me this week. Uh, and a lot of the time, but I feel like in your, and not to like, not, you know, capitalism and all that bullshit. But in your 20s, it's like, feels so money centric. I mm-hmm. feel like I, it's like what's in the front of my yes. mind, especially mm-hmm. like, as you know, I've shifted jobs and I'm back into the job. Blah, 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 blah. And so it's like, that's what's just in in my mind. And I'm like, okay, so mm-hmm. this week I'll buy a couple cat foods so that when I get my next tips, I'll get a couple more cat foods. And then, well, I'm out of coffee this week, so I'll do tea. It's like, I'm caught, you know, it's like constantly making these compromises. Right. And judging myself for it, but hearing that, and that's just specific to money, but I think, like you said, that applies to your zero, your sustainability choices, your food choices, uh, how you interact with other people, do the best with what you have. Can you repeat it one more time? For
2: yeah, me? do the best you can with what you have and what you know.
0: Mm. Yeah, it really applies wow. to
2: anywhere. Like anytime you're interacting with someone, maybe, you know, you get through an interaction that was kind of awkward or you weren't super nice to someone and you're like, well, I know I was in a bad place and I did the best that I could. And I got frustrated here, but that's
1: okay. I'm a person. Yeah.
0: I'm a person, not software. And that keeps coming back up too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. You're a
1: human. We're all yeah. human and we're just doing the best. with
0: What, yeah, we, what have. We, have we have
1: and what we, what know. we know. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing, Annie. Thank you for letting me share. What was the um the source you said her YouTube is her
2: name is the Fairly Local Family.
1: Fairly Local Family. Yeah. 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 I'll have to check that out. I the YouTubers that I watch are also from Canada and I love it. And I feel like there's something in the water in
0: Canada. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This has been like so full circle and like therapeutic. And I feel, it. it you know, I think it was in scrubs. Mm. Maybe it was scrubs. I don't remember what it was, Revert ago. No, it was how I met your mother. I think they talk about where you hang out with people from your past yes. and you feel like you're reverting back to mm-hmm. how you were. I never feel that way with you because we've grown together for like what it's like 18 years at this point. So I never right. feel like I'm reverting back to us meeting, going, I like Lizzie McGuire, but I do feel <laughs> this incredible grounding and I feel like so fully seen whenever I'm with you. And I feel like I am like the best version of myself. So I Absolutely. Love you. Yep. Tear jerker at the end. You're fucking Stop. welcome. <laughs> no, but I don't uh, want to cry. <laughs> you've been, you've been a support for me since literally 2003. And I, I'm so, so grateful that you've been in this like really fun little project we have going here. So bring Thank those tears, so baby. Cause I'm going to cry the second. Uh. <laughs>
2: yeah I mean this is just such an honor to be included and to be part of it I mean I've always felt the same way that we have been able to grow parallel to each other and on our own paths and luckily when the paths do cross we're seem like we're kind of in the same place and it's just like picking up from the book where we left off except we were both reading separately and are on the same chapter Mm -hmm. so I love that about our friendship and you always make me feel like a better person, you and your creativity and your flexibility and your ingenuity, like you are so inspiring in all that you choose to accomplish by just like being yourself like you are so wonderful and it just feels like such an honor to be your friend since 2003.
0: Thank God we feel the same way. I was like <laughs> it'd be so really awful. awkward if we didn't <laughs> you're just like thank you leave meeting like we talked <laughs> about. <laughs> uh, it's also like so beautiful to see how many similarities you know yes I, this is yes not like a brag moment but maybe <laughs> humble brag, whatever. my mom would always be like you're really good at choosing the people you want in your life mm. and like this is so reaffirming for me because <laughs> so many parallels yeah and you just met and I feel like you have so much in common and it's beautiful I know yeah. I would
2: agree with that 100% Some I know what is a joy. freaking
0: family baby yes. good ones pick good ones
1: That's you real. said it yeah
0: oh well I think well, that's a wrap on Annie Rias, huh? Wow. Put a bow on it. Smack it in the butt. <laughs> See you in, there in five years. <laughs> yeah. Smack it in the butt. Smack it in the donkey's ass. <laughs> there
2: it is. Oh, yeah, the donkey. I forgot he was here. I
0: yeah, got to take, oh, go take care of him. <laughs> Thank you to our guests for answering the question, what's been storming your brain? A big old thank you to our
1: technical producer, Tim Fuchs, for our funky theme song with Chris Agar on bass and Louis DiNuzzi on trombone. Thank you to Ellie Stovall-Brown for our rock and cover art, and to all
0: you listeners for joining us this week. Be sure to tune in next time for a few more ha-has and a lot less wah was and follow us on Instagram at brainstormingthepodcast. Bye, bye, boys. Have fun. Storm in the brain. Bye.